0: So it's time to discuss the Cork Senior Hurlers ahead of the upcoming 2022 National Hurling League and the 2022 All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship. And Cork last year, what a year they had getting to the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship final. I mean, a huge achievement for Cork in many ways, considering they hadn't been to a final in quite a long time. They'd really been in the doldrums of hurling, really. And when you look at a county like Cork, one of the most successful teams in the history of the sport, they, uh they've really been out of it in in the last couple of years. You know, seventeen years now without winning an All Ireland. Come uh, June, so that will be a you know a, another long wait. Really, that will continue if they don't go and win it this year. Last year, look, it didn't work out in that final. they were absolutely trashed by Limerick. I mean, it was an awful first half performance in many ways but you can't discredit Limerick and, and the team that they have and, and we do speak about that in due course throughout this podcast I was delighted to speak with Matthew Hurley of the GAA Statsman once again and we preview the Cork Senior Hurlers just like we previewed the footballers last week and today we run through a number of topics really from who could come into the panel this year will we see any of the under 20 hurlers who were a part of All-Ireland success last year maybe come into the team can anyone close the gap on Limerick what surprise teams could maybe be involved in the All-Ireland this year and can Cork finally end this long famine in terms of winning the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship in 2022 or even beyond so yeah if you could leave a like and subscribe let me know down in the comments down below what you thought of the podcast and also what do you think will happen with the cork senior hurlers this year how do you think they will get on in both the league and the championship if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, if you could give the podcast a rating it helps the uh, podcast grow a little bit more and helps it get noticed to more people so i would really appreciate that as well but uh yeah look listen let's get straight into it here the cork senior hurling championship preview for 2022 let's go no. Before we get straight into the podcast, I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, The Kirby, GA Star, Declan Kirby, GA Star Championship Journey. It's a series of GA team children's books written by primary school teacher and GA coach Michael Egan. You can check it out in the link in the description down below, of course, as well. Follow the trials and tribulations of Declan Kirby and his team at Smith Green Gaelic Football Club, recently formed a promising GA team. The book is now available in Easons and all good bookshops, so check it out in the description down below. And let's get straight into it yeah i suppose moving on then we'll, we'll touch on the the cork hurlers ahead of 2022 as well like a big year for for cork hurling in many ways like after after last year like a huge achievement to get all the way to an all Ireland final and as we were mentioning at the very start of the of the podcast like 17 years now without an all Ireland for cork and hurling for what is the second most successful county in senior hurling so Big pressure this year, but like how would you look back on, on that defeat against Limerick now? Like a, a lot of times passed since then. So I mean at the time there was a lot of people saying a lot of negative things about Cork and, and all the rest, and people saying this, saying that. So what's your take on that now that I suppose the year has passed?
1: I suppose it's it's kind of mixed feelings. Like at this at the time I was thinking I wasn't saying disgrace or anything, I was just saying Limerick look better team in the day. The, the, you could have no complaints whatsoever? Limerick are just in a league of their own but um, I wasn't actually at the game I was watching it on TV but my parents and I t- my sister was at the game as well and they see the Cork Warmer compared to Limerick and the size of the Limerick players compared to ours the the difference was so huge so it was absolutely unbelievable like you look the size of them Limerick players Kyle Hayes Garrod Hagerty Keith Lynch they're monsters literally compared to our players and I think That's what Cork probably need to improve on. They need to improve on strength. It's okay just having skill, but they need to improve on strength in their team. And maybe that could be rectified. Like Mark Keane, you've seen, has come back from Australia. He's decided, I think, to play with the hurlers. Maybe he can add that extra spice to the team. He played wing forward in the uh, Can O'Brien Cup game against UCC. So maybe they'll use him there to deal with the likes of Kyle Hayes for this year's championship game against Limburg. That should be interesting enough. He did well in the junior championship for Bally Giblin, but some people say he might struggle. But, yeah, look, mixed feelings. The Limerick were boys ahead of us, but there is more to improve on. Like, we need to improve strength and conditioning-wise. I think skill-wise, we do have the players to potentially win the All-Irelands in the next few years. That's if this Limerick team stop at a halt. But honestly, I just don't see this Limber team stopping. Re- they're on a gallop at the moment, and they could even win five in a row, eclipsing that um, Kilkenny team, or maybe even eclipsing the Dublin footballers. They're that good of a side. They're a superbly well-drilled side, and John Coyley will not be letting up this year. And there's a lot for Cork to improve on, but I don't think we'll win in All-Ireland in the near future, not because of um our players or anything. It's just how good Limburg are.
0: Yeah, I do think someone will figure Limerick out eventually and I don't think they'll quite eclipse the, the five in a row in my opinion but like what you said there like the size of them is, is, is quite freakish in many ways they nearly look like a, a rugby team um, when you look at some of the size of the players and, and, and I suppose what they can do with the ball as well like and you mentioned there Cork having the skill, and and that definitely is a great point because we've seen the pace of the team in many ways, and we've seen the pace of Jack O'Connor and Shane Kingston when when he was playing as well, and you've a lot of young lads that have come through like Alan Connolly and whatnot. So, like it was a positive year in many ways for Cork last year. Like considering when you look back in the previous year, having been knocked out by, by Tipperary in the qualifier. So the fact that you did push you know go all the way and yes Limerick completely steamrolled is in, in that final but I think as well you have to remember like that first half performance from Limerick was probably one of the best first half performances potentially ever in, in an all around final at all codes so um, like still a lot of positives i imagine to take away from a Cork point of view
1: yeah there definitely is positives but I suppose it kind of was overshadowed by the draw in many ways I'm not taking away from the fact Cork reached the all the final but When you look at our journey to the final, we played against Clare, who are arguably the weakest team in Munster, and we needed a Park Holland save to get out of that game in the Gaelic rounds. Dublin, I think Dublin had COVID issues. Owen O'Donnell was missing, which was a huge loss, so we kind of got lucky there. Kilkenny in the semi-final, let's be honest, like a a real, real good side, like a Limerick or a tip, Tip on their day or Waterford, would have put that Kilkenny team away in normal time. We didn't put them away in normal time because of fiddling around at the back. And that's something, another thing we need to improve on. We need to, you know, see out games more. And that'll be probably the big issue. Maybe I just think the draw was a bit too kind for us last year compared to the likes of Watford, who went through battle after battle, Tipperary on that side. When you look at the other side of the draw, actually, Limerick, Tip, Watford, Galway. Like, honestly, I think four of those sides on their day are better than Cork. That's just my opinion. I just think we aren't quite there yet. I I think we do have the talent, but we don't have the strength maybe to continue with those teams. And maybe not the management either. Like you look at Watford, managed by Liam Cahill, brilliant decision to keep him on. And delighted for Watford that they kept him on. Uh, Galway, of course, of Henry Sheffield coming in. That should be very interesting this year. And of course, Lindbergh of John Coyle. There's still some question marks about Tipperary with Colin Bonner and of course Lucy the Kerry I know it's pre we'll go back to the argument it's pre-season but still that was a big loss uh, against a team like Kerry but yeah I would say I'd stick to my guns I think we kind of had an easy draw last year and that was why we got to the other final so easily and when you look at them four teams on the other side if they're on top form I think they could be Cork in my opinion I might get disagreements in the comments by Cork fans but that's just my opinion I just think behind those four sides at this moment in time
0: yeah like uh, I think it was a good win against Kilkenny though like I think Kilkenny are a, a good team but you could argue the point as well that maybe they're not quite there just yet and they probably aren't the same Kilkenny team as as maybe 10 years ago or so like but you, you were mentioning there like the young players coming through and plenty of under 20 success last year won two under 20 All-Irelands last year with the fact that you won the, the 2020 delayed final against Dublin and then won the uh, the 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 twenty twenty one final as well so like for Cork they are on the rise at the minute um, and, and would you expect many of those under 20 players to come through this year?
1: I oh, would definitely expect two centre backs in my opinion. Tommy O'Connell from Middleton looks a very good player and Kieran Joyce I'm sure he's only 19 but for he's a very good player very athletic and he's kind of a player we need at centre back. Another player, I know he's not under 20, Mark Keane, you know, the guy obviously that scored that goal against Kerry in football. He's committed to hurling this year, apparently. And there's rumours he'd be a wing forward. Kind of, I'd say, to deal with the threat of Kyle Hayes for Limerick in the first game in Munster at least. So there is a few new players coming in. There's a few defenders. Obviously, we have a young, um, young team from last year, Pat Collins, the goalkeeper. Still young. Robert Downey, it'll be interesting to see his second full year at fullback. Niall O'Leary looks a very good talented cornerback. So, look, I think we do have the talent, Patrick Power as well. Alan Connolly, Shane Barrett might come into their own as well. Jack O'Connor still young enough. So, yeah, I still think we have a young team to challenge in the next few years. And, yeah, Conor Han, another lad. He's coming back in the team. I know he's about 28, 29. But after his form for Middleton, he's coming back to the team, which is absolutely brilliant for Cork, because the more brilliant forwards we have, the better. Of course, we have Patrick Horgan and Shane Kingston as well. so And Robbie O'Flynn, who I think is an underrated player, especially the club championship last year for Zone, scoring goal after goal. So I do think we have a good team in each individual position. It's a question of do we have the strength and do we have the team unity? That's two questions that Kieran Kingston and his background team need to answer for the upcoming season. And it'll be interesting to see. it would be very interesting to see because, I honestly, think Watford and Limerick are the two best teams in the country. I think we're level par with Tipperary and then level par Galway. Arguably, I know I watched off the ball during the week. Willow Callan actually put them ninth, which I think is completely false. I know they had a bad year last year, but they have King Henry coming in they still have young players like Brian Cook Cannon there, Connor Whelan, and I know Big Joe is gone, but still, they'll be a threat this year and want to right the wrongs from last year. So, I still think it'll be a tough year. Limerick are miles ahead. Waterford are miles ahead in second, in my opinion. They still have Liam Cannon lost and Gleeson. And then, the rest, I think it's up for grabs, up to maybe Dublin and Wexford. So, yeah, it should be a very interesting year. We do have young players coming through, and we have some older players coming back into the team. So it should be very interesting to see how this year pans out in the league, and of course, definitely in the championship.
0: Yeah, I think I think having Galway ninth is a bit of a farce, really. In in many ways, like I know a lot of teams are like there are a lot of teams probably closing the gap on on Galway. There's no doubt about it. Like you, you could have argued the case maybe in in previous years that teams like Dublin and, and Clare would struggle against a team like Galway with the qualities they had and, and the gap definitely is closing now like we've seen what Dublin done to Galway in, in pre-season but it, it is pre-season and it was a much changed Galway team um compared to the Galway team that we've seen in, in the Championship last year and yes they don't have Joe Canning but they, they probably have a good as a record or a good they've had as good as performances against Limerick in recent years as, as anyone really. So I, I'd still have them in the top three or top four anyways in in the country. You were mentioning there about that 17-year drought for for Cork and with those under 20 players coming through and with having gotten to a final last year, like do you think that gap and, and that potential drought, maybe it won't come to the end this year? And as we said, Limerick are, you know, it's going to be very hard to stop them over the next couple of years. But if anyone was to... Potentially stop them with the fact that Cork are very much on an upward trajectory in, in terms of the players that are coming through. Do you think maybe it could be yourselves that could potentially end that drought when it does happen?
1: It'd be a tight one, but in my opinion, it won't be. I, in my opinion, the team, if there's any to stop Limerick in the next few years, will be Watford. I think they look a very good side. They have the manager, Liam Cahill. They still have Austin Gleason, Jamie Barron, Stephen Bennett. And, of course, of course, the Ballygunner lads, if they come back into the fray as well, they'll be a very good side. They'll be hungry. like Watford have gone even longer without All-Ireland, let's not forget, since 1957. So they're basically the Mayo of Hurling, but still, I think Watford are more likely to win All-Ireland than Mayo over the next few years because there's something about this team that Mayo don't have a bit of heart in the team. So I, I would say Watford will be closer to Limerick at the moment. Galway, I think, would be probably third, And then, fourth, I think it's between Tip and Cork. It could go either way. A lot of people reading into the Kerry game for Tipperary, but let's not forget, Tip were playing like their third team. So maybe that was a bit of a, you know, a false scoreline there. And let's not forget, Kerry have developed well in Hurling. They're bringing in some Limerick lads and Kilby, their success in the intermediate championship, of course. So Kerry Hurling is up and upward trajectory. So, and then after that, after Cork and Tipperary, I would say Kilkenny. Wexford, Dublin, and Clare, of course, between them for a few sides. But then again, Clare were within a poke of a ball of beating us last year in the qualifiers. So it just shows you how tight it is below Limerick, of course, that the hurling Championship can be. And even thinking about Limerick, there is a bit of positivity for the other teams the way Tipperary performed in the first half. They blitzed Tipperary. I know it ended up being... Quite a comp- comfortable win for Limerick in the end, but Tip shows they could go man to man on Limerick, and challenge them all the way, all the way in the first half at least. So maybe there's a bit of positivity there. And considering I'd have Tip around fourth or fifth, lo- most people have them lower, and Tip did that to Limerick last year. Maybe there's a positivity for the likes of Watford, Cork, possibly Kilkenny and Galway. To close the gap even further. But as I've said previously, Limerick just look a beast in every position, not just one. And they could have even got 15 All Stars last year, let's be honest. I know it might look silly having 15 Limerick players on us but at the same time, you couldn't argue with it. They were the best team in the country by a mile last year. And even better than maybe even the Kilkenny Heaps Road 08, 09. That's a big shout, I know. But this team, is an unbelievable team and it's hard to stop but if you're looking for a team to stop Limburg, if there is one I'd go towards Watford I don't know what you think yourself but you know I think Watford have the team to do it
0: Yeah I think they're definitely they're definitely a team that could be there I wouldn't write Claire off though as well I actually think Claire, like Tony Kelly is getting older but he's still got a lot of good amount of years still left in him and I do like some of the players they brought through in the past couple of years it is just one of them things can Claire actually Make that step up, and this might sound crazy as well, but I actually don't think Dublin are too far away either. Like, I really like the the look of uh, of Dublin last year, and I think some of the players potentially being added into the into the panel this year. Look, I, I think they're they're a long way off winning the All Ireland in the next three to four years, but I think you know after that they, they could be there or thereabouts. Um, but in terms of the league, like just looking at the the league briefly, I suppose from a from a core point of view, like you're you're in there in, in Division One One A. In there with Wexford, Galway, Limerick, Offaly, and Clare. So and Galway as well. So how, how could you see Cork maybe approach the the league? Do you think there'd be much rotation there? Could they go strong, or or what's supposed the the aim or objective for for Cork in, in the league this year?
1: This thing, I don't think there's an aim and objective for the hurlers. There is for football because it's cu- it's crucial with the Taltian Cup and all that. But with this hurling league, I think there's one clear candidate for relegation. I'm sorry to any of fans, but awfully will finish bottom of this division. Then you look at the rest, then it's maybe about silverware. It's a nice trophy to win, but realistically, Cork would want, I would think, Munsters and All-Irelands, if they're going to be serious about challenging Limburg in the next few years, maybe a bit of rotation, because Cork didn't take uh, part in the Munster hurling league this year. I'm not sure what it was, The I, some people were saying there was only five teams allowed and Kerry took that place. Some people were saying they're on holidays. I don't know, but Cork didn't take place in that competition anyway. So maybe I think there'll be a bit of rotation in this division. There's no danger of us going down. So it's all about how much Keir Kingston and the lads want um, the Alliance League. Like, like you even look at Limerick last year. They played second-string teams and you look at them in the all ireland blitzed everyone. Waterford didn't put up a strong foot in the league. They were arguably the second best team in the country last year. So, look, I, I think it'd probably be rotation, rotation side, in my opinion, considering we didn't have a pre-season. We only had one game in pre-season, um, a Canada-O'Brien Cup game against UCC, and that's within our own county. So, that doesn't really say much, to be honest. Like, Robert Downey, for example, was playing for UCC. So, it wasn't really our starting fifteen that we play for a quarterfinal or a monster championship game, for example, so I think it will be a rotation team. Considering there'll be a lot of players like Padraig Power want would want to put their hands up for selection, um, going into the championship. And yeah, I I think it'll be a rotated side. I don't think Kerry Kings will be looking too much into the league, considering there's no danger of us going down. Um, th- that's that title goes to Offaly, so. Yeah, I think it'll be a rotation side. To be honest, I think the main name will be Monster All Irelands, and for this campaign, just to test old players, really, it won't be that crucial, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think we've seen it. We've seen that with the hurling league last year, because uh, you know maybe they should change the format, maybe a little bit where it's the top two rather than you know the team who, who finishes first, and, and maybe then you can have league semifinals or something that might make. It might maybe there might be less dead rubber games maybe towards the end of the of the league campaign. But definitely like what you said there, I could see a lot of uh rotation from, from a cork point of view. What would quantify a success for, for the cork earlers then do you think in, in 2022 overall? Like is it to get back maybe to to another all Ireland final challenge, come closer? Or, or what would you feel? Because it, it, like what you said, like they probably did have the, the easier side of the draw last year and probably avoided some of the big hitters in, in Galway, Tipperary, Waterford. So what's the expectation this year and, and what would be a success for the Cork Curlers in 2022?
1: It's interesting Like before I came on here, I was looking at Cork's fixture list in the Munster um, Championship because I'm not looking too much into the league because I think we'll rotate the team. So I'm looking forward to the Munster Championship. Our first game is against Limerick at home and our second game is against Waterford away. That's a really, really tough start for Cork. And the worst start you possibly could have got because you don't want to play Limerick at Parky Queef because they're used to the pitch by now after playing a couple of Munster Championship games there. Waterford at Walsh Park would be an absolute nightmare because the waterford faithful will get behind their supporters and what rule will be used to that type of pitch unless Carr played their matches at Park, you in, in the league, which could happen, like here, gives them might be a bit like the footballers with Kerry. We're not going to beat Limerick at the first day out when they're going to be blitzing everybody at this stage. Um then the last two games I think we'll be confident enough to beat clear. but then it goes down to the last game, and this could be a factor to decide third place. Tipperary in simple stadium whoever wins gets third place in the qualifiers, whoever loses is out of the All Ireland. That's an absolute huge game for us, and pretty fitting. This will be the last game in the Munster Championship. Like in simple stadium against Tipperary, I think they'll improve game on game. There's a bit of um drama with the Tipperary squad though. Like, for example, Bubbles of the Warriors been kicked off the squad. I don't know why. What's Mm. the issue there? Did he have a temperament issue or? He, does Colin Bonner think he's too old? I still think he has a lot to offer, so that's a bit of a strange decision, in all honesty. But I think with Tip gaining momentum under Colin Bonner, I think they could be a dangerous force. Yet they have brought Connor Bow into the team for the footballers. They brought in a few young players, Owen Connolly at centre back, so they're bloating in some talent this year. It'll be interesting to see what Colin Bonner does. Will he do the same as Liam Sheedy last year? just stick with the old talent or will he go with the young talent? I would think the latter, I think he'll go for the young talent. If he does, that could be a very difficult game for Cork, especially up in Turles. And that, like, if we win that, we'll most likely play a quarter final against, I'm thinking, you no know, Leinster finalists, probably Kilkenny. So I think we'll probably beat them, but then we'll go on to play probably Limerick in the semi-finals and lose. So I think, the max we'll probably get, in my opinion anyway, would be the All the semi-finals. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if we go up in the Monster Group because Tipperary will be as much up, to, up for the game as we are.
0: Yeah, like it's it's such a you know it's it's so it's so tough in there like that Monster Round Robin because you know maybe maybe from a neutral point of view like I, I love it like the excitement and all the rest having all the games and it definitely is the right way to go about it, but it probably is tough on, on some of those Munster teams because if they were to go into the qualifiers and get matched up against the Leinster team, they'd probably progress, you know, the teams who were getting knocked out of Leinster. But at the same time, you could look at it and, and think, you know, well, at least they're getting more games in Munster anyways. And, and it is fair because they're playing, they're playing every team in Munster. Like you can't really argue the case that they're, that they're not, you know, good enough or, or, or not better or whatever. So, but ultimately then you're, you're looking at Limerick to, to win the all Ireland. Like there's no no stopping Limerick this year.
1: No, not, not in my opinion. Like um, in previous years, you would have said the football straight away at Dublin um, and the hurling would be very close. This year, it's roles reversed. The football's well open. I know it's a Kerry will win the All-Ireland, but still there could be a bit of fray with Jack O'Connor, but with this Limerick team, there's no stopping them. They're just an absolute machine and there's no sign they're going to stop even that first half performance. It took them a while to get going last year. Like, it took them really up to the second half to wake up against Tipperary. But once they woke up, they showed what a savage team they are. All over the pitch, you look at Kyle Hayes, Dermot Burns, and as well as that, the age profile of this team, this, which is why I think Limerick could go on a five in a row, six in a row. The age profile, the strength, the manager, it's all there for Limbrick. The strength and conditioning, the sponsorship teams with J.P. McManus. This is going to be Limbrick's time. They could win even five, six in a row. This could be a period of Limerick dominance. But I think if there's any team to stop them, it'll be Water, in my opinion. Liam Cahill's a good coach. Austin Gleeson, Jamie Barron's still around. So it will be interesting All Ireland this year under Limerick, but I, I just don't see anyone stopping this Limerick team, to be honest. They look just a beast that doesn't look like slowing down anytime soon and doesn't look like dying.
0: Yeah, like I'd agree with you all right with, with Limerick when the the All Ireland from here. I actually think Galway or Tipperary might be the closest. Like I've seen Limerick play Waterford enough times now in the Munster Championship and, and the All Ireland series over the past couple of years. And I just think Limerick have Waterford's number and it just seems that Waterford can't seem to get their big players like Jamie Barron into those games against Limerick and, and they do, you know, Austin Gleeson and, and whatnot. Like it's very tough for them to get their big players in those games, but maybe they might have a different game plan this year. And I think maybe they might have to have a, a different game plan if they want to, to beat Limerick. And I'm sure for all the teams across the country, they're really looking at, at some sort of strategy to beat them when, when that game does come along. But at least they will get to play uh, Waterford and or they will get to play Limerick in, in that Munster Round Robin series, which will be another game against Limerick and and, and more game to build. Any surprise teams you think that might maybe cause a shock or two or or cause a surprise maybe en route this year? Like we've we've seen really over the past couple of years there's been like Cork were probably a surprise last year, Waterford a surprise the year before. Like in Hurland you do seem to have a lot of teams that do come out of nowhere so do you think there could be many this year?
1: Well according to Willow Callahan, Galway but but obviously like uh, putting Galway ninth was a bit of a travesty to be honest and even I respect off the ball and all that, but to put Galway ninth, I mean, was ridiculous. Seriously, though, I think I think Dublin, actually. I think they have the the ingredients for a good side there. I'm not sure about Wexford. I know they have good players, but there's question marks over Darry Egan coming in as manager. I didn't know who he was, to be honest, before they appointed him. So that tells you all I need to know. If there was a surprise package, I'd probably go Dublin. But even going further down at the Christie ring, I think... It'll be a battle between Kerry, Antrim and Offaly to go up to Deleon McCarthy next season. And that should be a very interesting battle there because Kerry obviously beat Tipperary. There's some huge positivity in Kerry Hurling at the moment. They've got some Limerick lads in. They've a bit like Saigo with Pat Spillane. They've used the parent rule brilliantly there. I know Michael Dykman's been ranting about that over the last few weeks. But still, it's, it's a good way to develop a county. There's no complaining over that. And I hope Kerry Hurling does well this year. And look at awfully Antrim, there'll be a lot of vengeance in Antrim. Like they might feel hard done by getting relegated after their league exploits last year, just losing that game in particular to Leash. Um, awfully, they need to get back without a doubt. And Michael Fenley in charge there. There's some very good young players coming through. Awfully rising in both football and hurling could happen. Um, but in the Liam McCarthy, I think Dublin would be the closest to a dark horse. And, I think the Christie ring will be a very interesting competition between those three sides in particular next year or this year.
0: Yeah. Like uh, it definitely will be interesting. All right. Like looking at those three teams and Dublin. Yeah. Like definitely this is the most excited I've probably been as a Dublin hurling fan anyway, maybe going back probably maybe 2013, maybe potentially, or or maybe, you know, 2014, maybe I know 2014 wasn't a great year, but there was still a lot of excitement at the start of the year, considering what happened in, in 2013. So um, definitely a lot of excitement there and I think Claire as well are probably another team that could um, cause a surprise or two but again well, I'm not too sure what the, the scenario is with Aiden McCarthy and, and potentially Tony Kelly's injury as well so that, that that could be two big blows but look we'll wrap this up here anyways I uh, appreciate your time Matthew as always and um, yeah I'll link down your, your podcast down below for, for anyone to, to go and check you out and yeah if you could check Matthew's uh, Instagram account out as well at GEA Statsman a lot of stats on games and I'm sure you'll be doing uh, a lot of stats on on big championship and football and and hurling games this year so I appreciate you jumping on
1: yeah all all ready to go Aaron for this season very excited and thanks for having me on again Uh, much appreciated